following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here it is, a Monday after a bye week. And the Cowboys still aren't back at work, but we are back at work. We are hard at work here on uh, Mix Shots as it's yet another football week for your Dallas Cowboys. And we've got good news to report as this week gets started. Bill Jones in my own SWBC Mortgage Studio, Mickey Spagnola in the real SWBC Mortgage Studio at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, and Everson (laughs) Walls with Everson looking over his shoulder in his own SWBC Mortgage Studio. Mickey, I'm going to start with Everson. Everson seemed alarmed when he saw us that we both have well, we're not. It's not jackets that I have on. I got a pullover on. Yeah, it is cold here, Everson. How about you? Hey, man, I feel great in here. I just want to say, I missed you guys like a chapped ass. Can I say that? <laughs> That's how much I missed you guys. <laughs> oh, terms of endearment. for some reason, I got I, I got that terminology from from Gene Stallings, right? <laughs> And for some reason, we used to always chap his ass. So I just thought I'd pass that sentiment on to you guys. So I believe well, missed you just the same, Everson. <laughs> I figured after he was away from us for two days, two shows in a row, he realized how good he had it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? Hey, hanging out with those young guys, man. You know, I don't know, knew he's not yeah, that young. Yeah, he's not hey, that young. With those young guys. It's just not my style, man. I got, I got to come back to the old gray heads like you guys. <laughs> We're going old school here. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, Mickey, you yes. have a good bye weekend? Uh, I did. I uh, actually uh, went uh, two days in a row without really doing any work uh, and not shaving. I thought it was a, yeah, that, that was like. That sounds about normal, Spags. That was a, that was a <laughs> no bonus, difference. right? Yeah, how is that any different than the other weekend? Because I got to, uh, <laughs> because you got to work at least on Sunday on those other weekend days, right? If you can call it work, yeah. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to look good, I guess, or try. I love not having the pressure of watching the Cowboys. It's just so nice to relax and watch games as opposed to sitting there just biting my nails pulling for these cowboys so a very relaxed weekend for me i must well everson were you uh, rooting for the giants to beat the eagles yesterday i was and i was not disappointed Mm -hmm. i love the fact that the giants won uh you know i keep looking this is a personal thing i keep looking at uh Carson Wentz, and I keep trying to compare him to Dak Prescott because that's always the comparison, you know, and and how would one work with the weapons that he has versus what the weapons that he has. And so I I think that that comparison always bodes well in Dak's favor. I think people uh, used to try and compare. And I know that, that I do like Carson Wentz's guts. I love how he never gives up, but... I don't 
I think Dak has always played with less desperation and even with the mistakes that he's made in his career, Carson Wentz has made so many more mistakes. So just on a personal note, I, I, I was comparing as I was watching the game. Mickey, what was your takeaway from Sunday? Um, you know, the, the good part about the Cowboys not playing is you sit there and you watch other teams suffer. You know, you see them have to grind away, uh, and, 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 you know, other teams make mistakes, too. Uh, the other teams don't sometimes play as well, uh, although I don't think I've ever seen anybody get more lucky than Arizona in my entire life, by the way. Uh, and those things wow. don't seem to happen to the Cowboys <laughs> well, that, ever, That's right? Kyler Murray for you, Spags. Yeah, yeah. That's Let me Kyler run to Murray, the left, get out of a luck. sack. Your luck is made. And just throw the ball. <laughs> There's some skill far, involved there, Mickey. Yeah, and throw the ball as far as I can <laughs> in the air and then have my tall receiver go up with the greatest hands ever and make a catch with three guys <laughs> hanging on him just the way Kyler planned it, right? Yes, of course. Well, it was. He, he's. The, it, it was friend, no. It was the way uh, the Arizona GM Steve Kime planned it when he worked that trade in the offseason. Playmakers make plays like that. It's also the way. Yeah, tell them. It's, it's also the way the Cardinals organization made the decision when they hired Cliff Kingsbury, and Kingsbury said, "No, I'm. I want to draft Kyler Murray number one," and he knew what kind of player he's got there. I mean. That was; those were not uh, slow-footed guys that Kyler Murray was eluding on that play. That was Ed Oliver Man. that was coming, and Ed Oliver, as Baker Mayfield can attest, because he faced him in college at the <coughs> university when 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 yeah. OU played He's the University dead. of Houston and lit OU up, and they. Uh, in fact, that was with Greg Wood at quarterback for the Houston Cougars then. But the star of that game was the freshman defensive lineman, Ed Oliver, who, who everyone was going, freshman. who the heck is freshman. that guy? Well, Ed Oliver in that yeah. game the other day, he's pursuing Kyler Murray. He's got to have enough speed. That wasn't a rollout. That was a run for your life. Create enough time <laughs> when you get to the sideline. You're going left. Create enough time you get to the sideline where you can plant and throw it 50 yards downfield. And, oh, by the way, find Hopkins, the guy that you want to throw it to, and throw it where he can catch it. That was I the, mean, that was, that was the only place he could throw the ball. He was right, running yeah. out but of that, room. But, <laughs> but, but, no, Everson. Everson. Everson, that was all. Hey, that was hey, all luck. Hey, that Bill, was all luck, Everson. I I understand, Bill. <laughs> Spags has never seen one that's his height <laughs> a, accomplishing so much. I think that's what it is. No, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is probably a foot taller than me. <laughs> no, I mean Kyler Murray. No, I'm I know what you meant. But let's not forget who made the play. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> Everson, I got to tell a story from, uh, well, it's been about 16 years ago now. Uh, with Cowboys TV, we did a, Mickey and I broadcast a high school football playoff game at Texas Stadium. It was South Lake Carroll against Denton Ryan or somebody. I think it's Denton Ryan. Anyway, 
Mickey goes down on the field before the game because Chase Daniel is the quarterback for South Lake Carroll, and he yes. had committed to the University of Missouri, yeah. and he had to go down there and compare his height with Chase Daniel's height in pregame warm-ups trying to determine if this guy was tall enough to play quarterback at the major college level at the University of Missouri. And, uh, Mickey, it turned out he could, right? Yeah, and he wasn't much taller than me either, by the way. So, so when <laughs> and he, he's still he's still drawing a paycheck in the NFL. Too. So when he got when he got here, he had his first charity uh, golf tournament, and they asked me the MC. So I basically told that story about it, and he's standing next to me, and I cracked everybody up, and he stands next to me, and he gets on his tippy toes so he can see over me. By the way, too. <laughs> so he remembered. He remembered oh, that moment. Am I tall <laughs> enough <Yeah>. now? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, hey, they've gotten shorter, Spags. Kyler yes. Murray is shorter than Chase Daniels. So. But they got yep. faster. Yeah, no uh, kidding. It's amazing. But, okay, so how about that game, though? Arizona and Buffalo. This just goes to show you how things can change, and this is at in the, as far as the playoff picture is concerned, for both those yes. teams. Yes. All right, first off, Trayvon, Big, Trayvon Diggs' older brother, Stefan, makes the touchdown grab with 34 seconds left. And, oh, by the way, whoever the announcer was on that game, uh, at the time that he made the, the reception, Trayvon Diggs is playing better than any wide receiver in the whole National Football League this, <laughs> this year. Ste- Stefan Diggs is. That's the, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I wonder if Hopkins was listening to the TV broadcast. He, he said, oh, yeah, he's playing better. But anyway, uh, beyond that, all right, if Buffalo wins that game, they are sitting there at what at uh eight, eight and two, two, I guess? Eight and two. Eight yes. and two. Yes. And they've got a, a lead of, of more than a game over Miami in the East, whatever a game and a half, whatever it would be. Arizona was staring at five and four, okay? By virtue yep. of Murray making that play to Hopkins. Arizona is now 6-3. and three. They're tied with the Rams and the Seahawks for first place in the NFC West. And Buffalo's in a dogfight there with a half-game lead in the AFC East. One play does that. Yep. And that's how that's how and, and that's not, the difference that, in this uh, league a lot. It ends up being one play, and we've seen that hit the Cowboys many times, right? Well, I think I think what what it's not just that it's all the things that are going on, not just this Sunday, but led up to it because the storyline was Seattle was five and zero. I mean, they were they were rolling, if I'm not mistaken, and all of a sudden they've lost, I think three out of their last four. Yep. Well, they're games. sitting there at six and three now. So, yep. yeah. So you're looking at uh, them running away, Russell Wilson. Every year, I, I was fussing with my son. Every year, they try and put Russell Wilson in the MVP race. Uh, just like for after week four, he's always the guy that they say, he's running away with it, and, and you know it's up for everybody else to catch up. And then, just like true Russell Wilson, nope. Well, maybe a fault of his own, but just it's his nature. He gambles so much that he gets himself into a lot of trouble. Happened last year, happened the year before that. That's his M.O. So you have to catch him on the downslide because otherwise he will eat your point as the Cowboys can, can state. And he's not playing with a good defense, so he's kind of like the Dak Prescott thing, always forcing it. So now they've lost three. 
Now you're looking at Buffalo, who was going to have a chance uh, to put Arizona even further behind. Now they're in first place. Here's Miami with Tua. Tua is, is, is lighting it up down in Miami. Great move by the coach, by the way, because everyone's thinking Fitzpatrick was, was really uh, uh, misused, abused in that manner. Now we see why Tua's a starter. And you're talking about the East in the AFC, and I think it's the West in the NFC. Everything that, that, that weekend, yesterday, made everything even more convoluted than it would have been. All right, uh, let, me, uh, let me break in with some breaking news. I got some breaking news for you. Ed Werder is reporting this, and he's pretty connected with that Saints organization and Sean Payton. Saints quarterback Drew Brees has multiple rib fractures on both sides of his chest and a collapsed lung on the right side, according to Ed Werder. Wow, a collapsed lung. Wow. Just, just breaking right now. Uh, multiple rib fractures on both sides of both his chest sides. and a collapsed lung. How do you get them on yes. both sides? That's what, that's what happens when you're playing over 40 years mm -hmm. old with a bunch of 20-year-olds. Yeah. It you know, and, very, and that's funny. And the guy if, got you by about a hundred pounds. Did you <laughs> did you hear Sean Payton? Sean Payton's interview after the game when they asked him, "Could when did you know that Drew Brees couldn't go?" And he said, "Well, at halftime, he came up to me and said, you know, Coach, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I can I can go. I don't know if I can do uh, well enough. Couldn't do well enough. You got." Multiple cracked mm. ribs and a collapsed <laughs> lung, and it's like, ah, I don't know, Coach. I don't know if I could go or not. Golly. And he's still on the sidelines in his uniform. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he sh I think he should have been in the hospital somewhere mm. taking care what of himself. Well, you remember that here, happened here, to So here are the Saints. That happened to Tony Romo, ahead, right? Mickey. The ribs yes. and a collapsed lung? And, and, you know, I don't want to be petty, but then I guess I, I am. Uh, bad call on the, uh, the sack itself. <laughs> I believe the guy was penalized just because the sack was so violent. But it was, it was within the realms of, of a, a regular quarterback sack. But he was actually penalized because he hit, he hit uh, uh, Drew Brees so hard. And I'm just reading further on, I'm reading uh, what Ed is just now, I guess he reported that on ESPN and he just now tweeted about it. Here's what his tweet says. Uh, Results of medical evaluations performed today on Saints quarterback Drew Brees revealed that he has multiple rib fractures on both sides of his chest and a collapsed lung on the right side. Injury suffered over two weeks. It is uncertain how much time he might miss. So it's not just one. It wasn't just the sack that did it. It's been uh, multiple uh, hits over the course of a couple of weeks here. So, so now you're looking at the Saints at 7-2 and two after winning over San Francisco. Jameis Winston, baby. Here well, comes then, Jameis. He's you know, back. And everyone's making a big deal in the offseason because Taysom Hill had uh, the gadget plays and, and he was being used as a, in, a, in a unique way by Sean Payton, and they paid him some money. And uh, and then oh by the way they went ahead and signed Jameis Winston just to just to have him there uh, and who do they go to they go to Jameis Winston instead of Hill when Breeze gets hurt. Well, there's another quarterback yeah. that well, took a, really a chance a to go somewhere was... to be the backup yeah. and never you know and thinking well if I get a chance I can reprove myself and it falls in his lap and just like Andy Dalton right. 
You just never know when you're going to get that opportunity, and you better be ready. I tell you what, it also kind of put a little uh, kibosh on the touchdown race between Brady and Drew Brees because they were really going at it. You know, it was something that really no one talked about, how it was kind of evolving as the season went on. Uh, And they're going back and forth with each other. Oh, they were. I think they are actually tied right now in touchdowns. Brady may have gotten them by one because he finished the game, but that kind of, I, I think that may uh, damage the race a little bit. I was, that was a nice little side, a little side hustle that I was looking at. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Two old dudes still balling and still putting well, up numbers. If Drew Brees comes back anytime soon from multiple fractured ribs on both sides of his chest and a collapsed lung, good luck. I'm thinking Tom Brady's taking a pretty good lead in that uh, race right there. All right, uh, Mickey, you alluded to Andy Dalton. I guess we need to figure out um, who's going to be starting at quarterback for the Cowboys this week against the Minnesota Vikings. And, uh, and I've got some very positive news to pass along for Cowboys fans coming up later here on Mix Shots as we start another week we could use of Mix Shots. Back in a moment. <laughs> hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back. To mixed shots. Cowboys will be back home at AT&T Stadium on Thanksgiving Day to take on the Washington football team. Tickets starting at $89 are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. That Washington football team, which lost on a last-second field goal in Detroit yesterday, 59-yarder by Matt Prater. 
And uh, they're not feeling so good about Chase Young about now in Washington after <laughs> the uh, penalty on him that put the Lions in position for that uh, field goal. But they're 2-7, and seven and the Cowboys are 2-7 and seven right now. But that is about to change, Mickey Spagnola. Well, Bill, and one of the things I was getting ready to say before we went to break, I wanted to point out, so we were talking about Seattle and the situation they got in. You look back at that Cowboy game against them, they'll rue the day that they lost that game on the road, uh, knowing that with just less than four minutes to go, they had a 31-30 lead uh, in that game. And for some reason, I decided to go back last week to look at what happened in that game. Remember, the Cowboys put up 522 total yards in that game, uh, and, and mm-hmm. that was the first time they were without their top three uh, offensive linemen, Tyron Smith, Lael Collins, and Cam Irving, along with two of their top three cornerbacks. That's uh, Chidobe Awuze was out, Anthony Brown was out. And remember these things in that game, and this is why you can't just – drop a game like that when you should win. You remember Tony Pollard's fumble on the kickoff that he muffed, recorded yeah. at the one-yard line, ended up in a two-point safety. Zerline missed an extra point and had one blocked. There's four points there. That's a huge difference. And then the first play of the second half on a blitz, the Cowboys missed a block, uh, sack fumble on Prescott, Seattle recovers at the Cowboys' five, and they scored a touchdown. They gave them 11 points in that game, 11. And even if they had not, even if they'd done that with the touchdown and not given them those four points, do you remember they drove down to the Seattle 22 with 26 seconds left to go? Uh, and had those four points not been part of that game, they would have had a chance to, to kick a field goal and send that game into overtime. So when you fritter away a a game like that, those things come back to haunt you, and that team could be beat. Because I'll tell you what, the last few times I've watched Seattle play, boy, they're lost. They're absolutely lost. Their defense is terrible, and I think that's leading to um, Russell Wilson taking undue chances to try to score points and zing the ball around. Boy, they're a mess right now. Hey, Mickey, yeah, yeah. Mickey, did, did you mention the, the interception at the end of the first half, too? Yes, yes. I mean, the Cowboys are trailing 16-15, to 15 and, and that interception came with 36 seconds left in the first half. And, and we talk about – you're talking about Russell Wilson slinging the ball around. I mean, there are certain times in a game where you got to even – okay, you're 16-15, you're down by a point – you're 36 seconds left in the in the half. Okay, there's certain times you might want to just go ahead and take it to the house. You're, you're fine, 16, 15, because sometimes some bad things can happen when you're backed up in your own end. Of we the know, field. Bill. So, so there's not only <laughs> yeah. that interception, which, right. by the way, they could have stopped it and held them to a field goal. They got a touchdown on that uh, change of possessions. And so, I mean, with that pick and then the turnover to start the third quarter on the first play, I mean, that's a 14-point swing right there. Yeah. Uh, and so you're and exactly right. And, and the odds of that in, happening. And then throw in the other four points. That's 18 points they basically gifted Seattle in a game they ended up losing 38-31. 
You know, you talk about the odds of things happening, Bill. Uh, if, if I recall, uh, the DB that got the interception was Griffin, and we had right. been teasing about how he was getting toasted the year before by all of our wide receivers. Uh, that was his first interception, I think they said, in like a year and a half. So the odds of it happening, you don't think are very good, but then here we go. This guy finally gets an interception after being torched by several teams for several games. Each time you look at the NFC East and you look at the failure of our teams, they're not losing by much. It's always the same story with the Cowboys. There was a pivotal point in the game where things just kind of get out of control. You talk about Chase Young. That's just a bonehead play. Uh, successful teams don't make those kind of mistakes. Well-coached teams, players that, that have the, the, the heads up, they are not that they don't privy themselves to those kind of mistakes. The Cowboys have been doing it all year long. There's always a something there to where you, you know, Jalen Smith. I've been talking it's about him. Our game last week. Just certain things good teams don't do. The NFC East is full of of players that make those mistakes. Carson Wentz being one of them. Just continues to put the pressure on himself by making bad mistakes. Now he feels like he has nowhere to go. But our teams still end up fighting through all of that and making a game of it between other divisional division. Uh, I'm sorry, other conference rivals sometimes. So when you see these games and you see the NFC East, we talk about the futility. What you see is just one play here, one bonehead play there. You're looking at a whole different record for the NFC East. And. And that's my good news, man. Mickey, I know you know where I was going. I know you're not going to say it, Bill. <laughs> no, that's, that's my good news is you're looking. If you look, let me tell you, if you look oh at the rest of the NFC East with seven games to go here, I'm telling you the Cowboys – not only have a great chance, you can make the case that they are they are in the driver's seat to win the <laughs> NFC East. I am ashamed they, to say that I believe you, Bill. They are. I am ashamed <laughs> to say I am on your side. <laughs> they, they, they are the Cowboys are in the driver's seat to win the NFC East if you just look at the From remaining last schedule. place to first place, right? right? They could be the Cowboys by Two weeks from tonight, uh, they are liable to be in first place in the <laughs> NFC East. All right. Oh my God! Now, obviously, 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 the Cowboys <laughs> have to take care of their own business and maybe yeah. learn from some of those mistakes they've made that Mickey talks about in the Seattle game. You talk about in the Pittsburgh game last week. They got a win at Minnesota, which is Minnesota's record is what three and five right now. They're playing tonight. They could be three and six by the end of the night. They're playing at Chicago tonight, and then Washington comes in here at two and seventeen. All right, let's just say the Cowboys win those two games, and so the Cowboys would then be four and seven. What does Philly have? They play at Cleveland, which has six wins. They're six and three, and then they come home. And they play, I believe, Seattle. Yep, Seattle. I think it's a Monday night game against Seattle. So, by Monday night, two weeks from, those could easily be two losses for the Eagles. <laughs> Cowboys would be in first place. Giants are off this week. They're a game ahead of the Cowboys, or a half game ahead of the Cowboys right now at 3-7. and seven. They're off this week. Then they're at Cincinnati. 
that's a toss-up game. Giants could easily lose that game. I hate to say, it. Giants look pretty good. I hate to yeah. say it, they look yeah. pretty good. But let's even say they let's even say they win that game, and the Cowboys and Giants then would be tied for first place at four and seven at the end of Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, literally, <laughs> I think if the Cowboys go five, okay. The Cowboys, rec- the Cowboys schedule the rest of the way. As we all know, they only got one team on their schedule that has a winning record right now, the Baltimore Ravens. And did you see that run defense last night against New England? Yes, okay. I did. Ooh. One run defense. I <laughs> didn't right. see it. No, I didn't see it. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was no run defense last night. And against a team that you got to be geared up to stop the run. Cam Newton hadn't threatened anybody this year, and it's in a driving rainstorm. Uh, so anyway, if the Cowboys go five and two the rest of the way, they might win this division going away. The way going the away, Bill. Exactly. Going at away. seven and nine, they could be winning going away. <laughs> Literally, they can win it by going five and two the rest of the way because the Eagles. I don't see them going any better than three and four the rest of the way. You know that might With, be. You want to hear the Eagle? Go ahead, give me the rest. You want to hear the Eagles' schedule? schedule? Yeah, it's pretty hard. The Eagles, the Eagles are at Cleveland, a six-win team. Seattle, a six-win team right now. At Green Bay, which is seven and two. New Orleans, seven and two. Now New Orleans just lost Drew Brees, and then at Arizona, six and three. And then they close with Dallas and Washington. So the next five opponents Ooh, for Philadelphia nice all have there. six or seven wins. You know what? Man, maybe those last two weeks are going to be crazy. Maybe that's why. Carson Wentz kind of got into my dream last night. <laughs> I woke up and I was Uh-oh. like, why was I dealing with Carson Wentz? <laughs> what did you eat before you went to bed? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and by the way, before we get away from this, it's on my mind. Did you see Jalen Ramsey try to pull that same move in the game yesterday? When I, I think did. it was DK Metcalf beat him. It was a it was a deep ball, right. and they were fighting physically. And all of a sudden, when when he kind of got an elbow from from Metcalf, he kind of fell off, and he threw his hands up in the air. Well, guess what? This time, no call. How about that? He no tried call. to pull the same thing. All right, go back. And I saw other I saw other DBs doing that, Spags. That's a thing now. He wasn't the only one I saw do that yesterday. Everyone's doing it now. Uh, they're carrying it out like, like soccer players or, or, or NBA players. And I have to put this note out there. I know we have to go to a break soon. Jeff Heath. How about Jeff Heath? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Heath pulled a, a Ginobili on the holding call, right? He sold it big time. So what, two plays in a row, he sold it, which stopped the scramble for a touchdown. And I think the next play, uh, he ends up getting the interception to save uh, the touchdown, to, to, to defend the touchdown. And then it's halftime. And I'm pretty sure that's how the, that sequence went. And it was just kind of good to see him making some plays. Uh, everyone was saying we shouldn't have got rid of him. I still disagree. <laughs> And before we go to break, here's the here's the Giants schedule the rest of the way. They're off this week, and then they play at Cincinnati, a two six and one team, and then they play at Seattle, six and three, Arizona, six and three, Cleveland, six and three, at Baltimore, six and three. So there you go. Well, 
We got this one figured out. We got out. it figured out. Yes. Does this sound like last year? How many years have we been talking about how the Cowboys got a chance? If they just do this, if they just come on. We never, we never, we never said it when they had a two and seven record, though, I don't think. With, hey, with the backup I'm like Gene Stallings. This chaps my ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> two and seven and a quarterback controversy. Who starts this week against the Minnesota Vikings? We get it. Well, we try to get an update. We don't have an update on Andy Dalton, but we'll give you the latest that we know along those lines when we come back here on Mix Shots. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. To mixed shots. Give the gift of the Cowboys this holiday season with the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Memberships start at just 20 bucks to join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to join today. You sound okay, better Mickey. than Dewey, Spags. I like that. You sound better than Dewey. Oh, <laughs> and he's a professional broadcaster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to sound sexy. You know, he, he doesn't have the energy. He think, You know, he's too smooth. You, I like your energy. That's the difference. <laughs> Mickey, uh, give us an update on what's going on at the Star today. Yeah, uh, Mike McCarthy press conference at 445. It'll be on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, I haven't seen any any activity from players so far, so I'm not sure uh, if they're back in or. You know what? Since he he's at 4:45, they've got to be having some sort of meeting. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be virtual because uh, remember they kind of finished last week in intensive uh, COVID-19 protocol. 
and 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 I would think we'll find out a couple things. Number one. Is Andy Dalton cleared his two protocols? Because uh, remember, as we left off, he was probably still in concussion protocol and then COVID-19 protocol. We'll find out the status of Tyrone Crawford. And then maybe we find out what's up with Chidabe Ouzier, because remember, his 21 days to get off of IR uh, ended last week. They did uh, pull him off, but then he didn't play in the game. Uh, so no. we'll see what sort of physical... Uh, where his physical status is heading towards the uh, Minnesota game, um, who, uh, which, by the way, plays the Monday night game. So we'll get a good look uh, at those Vikings that have won their last two games uh, in a row, by the way, scoring 28 and 34 points in those wins. <clears throat> With the running game, with a... We'll find game. out if they fix this rush defense... Uh, with Delvin Cook coming up. so. But anyway, Bill, they, uh, Tuesday, normally when you come off a bye, even though you had all that time off, Tuesday's usually a day off, and then you get back into practice on your normal schedule uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So basically, the last time the Cowboys were on the practice field was when? So it had been the Friday Saturday before, before the last the Saturday game. before Saturday. the Pittsburgh game. Saturday before the Pittsburgh game. That's right. <clears throat> so it's so, been a while. Yeah. So it will be, yes, so it will be seven, eight, nine, ten days in between, assuming they can get on the practice field on Wednesday, that they get out of this intense COVID protocol. Uh, it will be ten days in between uh, practices for this team. On well, field practices. they they better they better store it up because uh, once they get into the Minnesota game, they're going to end up playing three games in eleven days. So there won't be a lot of practicing yep. going on uh, after that Minnesota game. Here we go. This is that time of year we can make or break our season. Yep. Cowboys going away, Bill. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, we expect to get an update on Andy Dalton uh, at 4.45 this afternoon from the coach. And, of course, it, at last report, he was still in COVID and concussion protocol. And when asked uh, last week uh, who his starter would be, Dalton or Garrett Gilbert, he, uh, Mike McCarthy said that it would be Dalton if he is healthy. So we will anticipate that his answer has not changed on that. What do you think of this uh, debate out there? that they should go with Gilbert instead of Dalton. Well, it, it, it seems like everybody's in lockstep on, on Dalton because Jerry Jones answered the question the exact same way, and so did Stephen Jones. Uh, so uh, they, they seem yeah, set. I mean, I mean, the debate amongst the members of the oh, media well, and fans, not in not Yeah, in house. I'm just letting you know what the people, that important people in the decision uh, have had to say. <laughs> hey, I've never known a reporter that hates all other reporters, only Spags. <laughs> <laughs> he gives them no credibility whatsoever. <laughs> Mix shots is never about the team and the players. It's always about how these idiots are covering the Cowboys. I like his, I like his face. And it's not love it to death, buddy. And I don't think you've seen uh, any reporters saying that they should start Gilbert. It's talk radio and the fans. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Who you got, Bill? Who you got, Bill? Oh. So I've had a I had a couple of debates here uh, with a, with a few reporters about it, and they think 
that to go with Gilbert. Well, don't use the word loosely. Seems like the okay? ones. It, it, it's almost like the ones that want to go for Gilbert. They're kind of considering writing off the season. Yeah, you know. Those that want to go with Gilbert. Uh, they're I mean, they're also the ones that want a top five pick. Right, right. And, you know, man, people start talking about this tanking and all of that. That is, to me, that's the ultimate sports sin. I, I really believe that. I think it's just a loophole that is found in the system itself. And to use it in that manner, it affects everything. I mean, it affects a person's status as far as, let's say you got a player on your squad, he's good enough to say have Hall of Fame uh, aspirations, all of a sudden you're shutting the season down and that's affecting his post-career popularity or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you could be talking about a player who's trying to make, make a, a headway and uh, go to another team you know, build his numbers up so he can look good in the offseason. And you're tanking the season, and now I can't get my numbers out there as a wide receiver or a linebacker or even a running back. Just the small things that go along with tanking a season, I just, I just, it, it's, it, it sullies the whole system. And I'm, yeah. I never did like it. And I hate it when people start talking about it because now the whole season is compromised, not just yours. The whole NFL season's compromised. So, I agree. I agree. So ever uh, since ever since in, in, in 1988, Tom didn't come to you and say, "Hey, Cubby, just back off a little bit because <laughs> we're going to get the first pick in the draft and we're going to get Troy Aikman." <laughs> hey, let me say this: in 1988, he didn't have to tell me that because I was playing like crap, just like the rest of the team. So yeah, yeah, he just he didn't have to say anything. We we all we all played like crap. <laughs> and Herschel, quit trying you know, the to other be thing the MVP on... of the league. Just back off. <laughs> right, right. Back off. <laughs> you know, the other thing on, you know, and take nothing away from Gary Gilbert, he did, he did a terrific job against Pittsburgh, but the bar was set so low as far as the quarterback with the, for the Cowboys going into that game after what we had seen the, the previous week and playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the vaunted, unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers coming in here. If he completed a couple of passes, it was going to be a victory. And then when he completed a touchdown pass. and whatever. But, it, but when you go back and look at his game, and let's say Andy Dalton had the same game that Garrett Gilbert had, People would be sitting there looking at that, going, "Well, we got to find a better backup quarterback. Right. I mean, we can't have a quarterback who throws an interception in the red zone." You know, I went back and looked at uh, on the first drive of the game, um, Amari Cooper's lined up in the slot on, uh, and he makes a great move. And I don't know enough about playing quarterback. It's so easy to do it from 200 feet up in the air. I don't, you know. Gilbert is he's facing the Sunfield. He may not his vision might have been blocked by a defense alignment, whatever, but it didn't look like he looked Cooper's way at first. Pre-pre-snap, it looked like this is the matchup you want. You got Cooper in the slot, and he made a great move as he is so wont to do, and he's wide open. Uh, and safety went the other way. I mean, it was right there for him. Well, they, he checked down and went underneath, whatever. But a play like that, 
you know, if it's Dak, he's going to Cooper there. I guarantee you. You know, uh, Dalton might have to. I don't know. Yeah, know? yeah. I believe but that. a more experienced quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. and again, giving Gilbert credit, he just does not have the experience. Uh, but I do think if Dalton played the same game, we'd be saying, ah, oh, he wasn't very good. You know, but with Gilbert playing the game, oh wow, we found something here. You know, at this point, you're talking about fans and pundits as well. Uh, I'm going to give them the, the benefit of the doubt and say that they want for the Cowboys so much that the frustration kind of sets in. And then we just say, just, just blow it all up. I'm so frustrated. I'm pulling for these guys. I got my emotions behind it. You know, and they just give up. And then you've got the other side that's saying, you know, like me and Bill, <laughs> we're saying, hey, man, we still got a chance. We can win this going away. Professional <laughs> optimists. That's what we are. But, you know, like you said, those guys that want Gilbert to stay in, they don't want to see any more Andy Dalton because they don't want to see us trying to salvage this season. And everyone's always looking forward to the draft. Who the hell do you want? I mean, yeah, we can get sunshine. We can get sunshine. We don't know what the heck's going to happen with that. We can get sunshine. But I'm not going to force an issue that's not there yet. And, And we're more than mathematically still in it which is a shame to say, not my fault, not Bill's fault, but we are more than still mathematically in the race for the NFC East. That's just a shame that it is, but don't give up now. And you can find a player with the 17th pick just as easily as you can find a player with the 7th pick in the draft. Boy, and we played against some low-round draft picks that have come in here and kicked our butts, a whole group of them. Like I said last year, you don't need a team full of uh, superstars to be the team full of superstars. You just need some damn good coaching and a good team unit. So we're all in agreement, right? We got it figured out. Not spags. (laughs) We got it figured out. (laughs) All right, I'm glad to hear that. Get Andy Dalton out there. I'm glad. Get him ready to go. That's why you made that deal. That's why you uh, brought him here. Now let him go do what he needs to do. And for God's sake, protect the guy. Yes, well, and I mean, seriously, all you got to do is look at the resumes. I mean, you, uh, no, no, unless the coach, unless there's some physical ailment that we don't know about with the, the more experienced quarterback. I mean, you're talking about a quarterback who is a three-time Pro Bowler, who was, I mean, going back to college, was the winningest quarterback in TCU history. Led TCU Don't go back to, to high Rose school, Bill. Win. Do not go back to high school. Stop <laughs> right there. No, uh, Garrett Gilbert wins. If we go to high school, Garrett Gilbert wins. He won two state championships. Dalton lost. Yes, we know. Yes. yes, we know. Yeah. All right, but that's the last thing Garrett Gilbert did. That's the problem. <laughs> All right, that does it. For mixed shots, time to go. Chris Beam says it's time to go. And uh, we will have more information for you when Mike McCarthy meets with the media at 4.45 this afternoon. See you tomorrow at 1.30. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?